0: And welcome to episode 99 of the Perth to Paisley podcast, a podcast dedicated to heart and Midlothian football club who will be playing in the UEFA Europa Conference League as opposed to the Europa League. Joining me, Adam Kennedy, to chat all about the men in maroon. Three fixtures, in fact, uh, is Mr. Daniel McIver as always. How are we, McIver?
1: I'm doing well. If people are watching on YouTube... They'll notice me throughout this episode and at the start here, just looking down, and it's because I'm constantly refreshing my phone, as we are doing this at half four on Deadline Day, and we've signed nobody yet, so I'm just constantly refreshing to see if we do. How are you?
0: Nice. I'm, uh, I'm good, Chief. Yeah, maybe I didn't think this through in terms of the pod and recording this week, but... <laughs> Uh, There's stuff went on behind the scenes, okay? Like, yeah, there was
1: justifiable reasons.
0: We've got a busy episode today. We've got three games to discuss since we've last had an episode. Uh, a new signing to chat about, who's still not seen. Uh, a game to preview, potentially a couple of games to preview, and then the quiz at the end. In our last double-digit episode, this is uh, mm-hmm. this is madness. I, I actually cannot believe that we're here. I can't believe that when we started out, we'd ever reach. 99 bloody episodes Remarkably there's folk That listen to this Shite McIver Oh it's
1: incredible we'll, we'll get into it A lot next week I imagine But yeah Very much The sentiments are shared
0: <laughs> Honestly It is a miracle But your support Is appreciated Nonetheless Definitely. Um, First up The first of three games the Jambos took on FC Zurich in their second league of their Europa League playoff tie. This now feels like a lifetime ago by the time <laughs> I, we I record can this. barely remember We really are, are really are messed up here. Um, <laughs> but Robbie Nielsen made seven changes from the team that lost 2-0 at Parkhead. Uh, Hearts lined up as follows, actually. The team that we both wanted, uh, Craig Craigorn and Goal, Back four of Michael Smith, Stephen Kingsley on the right-hand side of the Central 2, Kai Rolls and Alex Cochran, with George Grant and Cammy Devlin in midfield. Alan Forrest one side, Barry McKay the other, and Liam Boyce supporting Lawrence Shankland up front. Like I say, it was the starting eleven that we both were after, uh, so you, presumably you were pretty happy when you saw that, McIver.
1: Very much so. Uh, I think the way my dad surmised it was the only real debatable position was in the middle of the park, whether which two of Devlin, Haring and Grant played. I think everybody else kind of picks their own positions. I said last show that I had no qualms about a back four with Kings at right centre half and I think he proved why. Like, that guy can just... We could play him in goals and he'd probably do a job like... He's so comfortable with both feet that it allowed roles to be in his natural position, allowed Cochrane be in his natural position and he just walked it. So I was I was very very happy with the starting lineup and was eventually very happy with the first half in general.
0: Yes, because we actually started very well and like you say it was one of those players that was playing in his natural position that I was particularly impressed with on the night. Um Alex Cochrane was zinging balls about like he was Steven Gerrard. Uh, and there's one where he just sings over Talon Forest. despite slipping. He maintains control, cuts in, smashes one, uh, but it's a decent enough stop from the goalkeeper. And to be honest, that took us 13 minutes to spring into life, but from there on in, I cannot remember a Hearts performance, particularly in the first half, where we were so on top of our opponents. But like the annoyance is, the, the key annoyance is that we somehow... <laughs> (laughs) did not break the deadlock all night
1: I listen I was one of the biggest fans of Alex Cochran last season I was one of the biggest fans of him coming back to the club the founder of his fan club yes exactly exactly founder of the fan club even I didn't expect him to start the season this well he's arguably been our best player it's between him and Shanklin, probably I just think, like, one of the big worries about losing Suter was that we'd lose that cross-field pass from defence that was so useful last season. It's obviously coming from a different direction, and people can make the argument, it depends how effective it is, considering... And who... a
0: different recipient, yeah.
1: Yes, yeah, that's what I mean. So, like, oh, well, is it as good to have it go into the right-winger rather than the left-winger, but... Alex Cochrane's just perfectly replaced that like he's just I think a lot of people need to remember last season was his first full season in senior football which is really scary considering how good I personally felt he was and now he seems to have just went up a level I don't know if it's because he's now here permanently he's settled, he knows he doesn't need to oh I need to be playing really really well to try and play for a place and potentially make a few mistakes he's calm he's confident he's happy playing where he is and yeah for me so far he's been our player of the year I
0: I can't I can't disagree Um, and you know he and numerous others were at the heart of creating chances I I feel as though we're just going to have to go through the chances because genuinely yeah it was an absolute peppering Um, George Grant sent a decent delivery into the box for possibly the first time ever in a maroon shirt, but Kai Rolls can't connect and the keeper gathers. There's one where Alan Forrest centres for Liam Boyce and it breaks for Grant again before it's blocked. Uh, but the chance of the half for me. Barry McKay finds Liam Boyce. He and Lauren Shankland exchange a one-two before he slips in Forrest. Alan Forrest takes a touch and looks to slam home after a sensational—sorry, uh, before a sensational block. But my question to you, Daniel, is I think I know the answer. Can he hit it first time? And if oh. he does, does he score? Because to me, the answer is yes and yes.
1: He has he has to hit that first time. I'm really glad you said <laughs> this was the chance of the half because I agree. We're going to get into another chance later that I've seen that people put more emphasis on. But I yes. think this is the clearer cut chance. Yes or die. Just, just hit it. We'd get to a point, it's not really a talking point, but right at the very end of the game, Smith hit a shot well over the bar when he had time to take a touch and steady himself. So I don't know if he's maybe think, thought, Forrest should have hit that one earlier in the first half, so I'm just going to hit it. But listen, we've both been big fans of Alan Forrest this season. I think he's had a, a tough week or so of games. I don't think he's been quite at his best in the last few games. Still think there's been flashes of goodness about him. But this was the big one. It's like Alan just hit it because he's he's coming across it. He can hit it across the keeper into the bottom left, and for me that was the chance. When that when he didn't hit it and that centre half was probably man of the match in terms of the yeah. game as a whole. He was fantastic. Um, I started to worry, being a bit like, okay, these are some pretty big chances. We really need to start taking at least one of them.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it just, it was relentless, was, was my thing, yeah. I, I, I say it all the time about Hearts getting off to a fast start, more in hope than expectation, but here <laughs> it was actually fantastic to see it come to fruition, um, it was the type of intensity and pressure that I crave, and Cammie Devlin as well, who I thought was exceptional all night, possibly yeah. his best performance for Hearts ever. I think so. Slid in, in the middle of the park to cut out a loose long ball. He then centres, or he then sends it out rather for, for Alan Forrest on the right hand side and he crosses for Liam Boyce. This is the chance that you meant. Yeah, who heads into the ground and it bounces up and over the crossbar, still somehow nil nil. And the thing for me is, if he's going to head her back across the keeper, should he opt to try and loop it over the goalkeeper? rather than head into the ground. I think Liam Boyce needs instinctive chances. I think when he has too much time to think about stuff, he probably fluffs his lines. That might be harsh, but uh, that's the general impression that I get from watching him.
1: I personally think he does the right thing. I think heading into the ground is the right idea, but I think he gets over the ball. He jumps a second too early, so he's coming down onto it which means that the ball's going to go at a harsher angle. Instead of going down, but at, like, towards the goal, it almost just goes directly down. And that means that it's never going to... Unless it takes two bounces and goes in, which is very unlikely. I I totally understand that I'm going to head this downwards because the keeper's going to go up like that and hope it just bounces as it goes in. But he gets over it, and therefore it bounces way earlier than he expects. And just... I was almost at the other end of the ground so for me it didn't look as bad as some people were acting and to be honest, since I've seen it back as I say, I think he did the right thing and he's just unlucky it was just, it kind of that moment sum- summarised the half though like, great move, great build up but that final ball is just missing
0: Again, can't can't disagree it's just, honestly that was the big frustration and that was the hope going into half time, just It probably would have been a big ass to maintain that type of relentlessness but at least continue to dominate at least continue to carve out chances
1: I think we could have done it to be honest
0: and I think we did because Barry Mackay has a shot blocked however all hope of us carving out chances just disappears before we've even hit the hour mark on 53 minutes the complexion of the game, the outcome of the tie for me is sealed hearts go down to 10 men George Grant Looks for contact in the box. I think Alan Forrest slips him through. Yeah. He actually appears to get round his man, but like I say, he's looking for the contact. In my opinion, I mean, it is a dive for you, yeah.
1: It's it's a clear dive, clear. D- I know, and it's I so stupid. Robbie's, yeah, I know Robbie's point where he's like, as a defender, you never leave the ground unless you know that you're getting the ball, and I, I get that fully. That is a very valid point. What isn't a valid point is when you add to it that the defender makes no contact with Grant. And if he does, say even... Actually, let's give Grant the benefit of the doubt. If he does make contact, it's not in the way that Grant then falls. I just... I'm, he I'm glad... He
0: extends his leg.
1: Yeah. playing that yes.
0: they're conned by, you know, the defender having... Sort of stretching as though to win the ball. I... I
1: it's just, I'm it, really glad we're recording this so now, annoying. to be honest, because now, a week later, I can have a much more like articulate opinion, because I think if we'd recorded it at the, the time, or human. on Tuesday, I'd be furious at them. And obviously, I first of all what you say, which will become a theme in this episode, I want to mention fan reaction, tagging them on Twitter like and sending them this. abuse, is it doesn't help anybody. He didn't... It's not like he went, I'm going to die and get sent off here. Like, that's not yeah. what he did. He was is, very... Is
0: he intending to get sent off? This is what I'd like to ask yes, these exactly. that are firing the abuse. He's not... Deli- like, he's deliberately looking for the contact, yes. He's deliberately looking for a penalty kick, yes. He's deliberately trying to get us back in this tie, yes. What he's not looking to do is get sent off, cost the team, and ultimately piss it
1: away. Now, what you can say is... He's incredibly naive to do that on a booking. Yes. You never, you never do that on a booking. I can kind of understand it on if you're not booked and go or oh, go down if you don't get it right, you get a booking. Because then he
0: stays still- on the park, albeit is booked, and it becomes annoying. Then he, then he plays with that little bit more caution. It's not as though yeah. he's as free as perhaps he was for the entire. And listen,
1: I fully agree that his first booking's never a booking. The referee, I thought, was terrible. And I know it just sounds like, oh, you've been beaten, so... Ka- Kai Rolls that...
0: booking, I thought, was a daft one.
1: Yeah, like, I, I just didn't but think he was very consistent. Not as daft as that. However, it's, it's irrelevant how valid his first booking was. He was on a booking. So, you only go down in the box in a booking if you are sure that there has been contact made and listen. It's a learning experience from him. I hope he, re- I hope he does learn from it. Obviously, he's missed the last couple of games with a, I think it was a thigh injury. It's been quoted as saying like, um, Nielsen, Nielsen last night as we were recording this said he wished he had him available because he feels like his creativity oh, certainly
0: could have done with him against Kelly as well. Come to,
1: which makes me think it is that it's not just a disciplinary like yeah. oh, you're being dropped because Nielsen publicly said he wished he had Grant last night.
0: Because for the St Johnston game, I would have totally understood had yeah. been kept out, omitted yeah. for like that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sort of leads me on to my point. I think the thing for me is, it is a learning curve. We're not all that experienced when it comes to playing European football, this playing squad. And ultimately, as we discovered in the final 10 minutes, you don't take your chances at this level and you get punished. You can afford to do it against your... St Johnstons, your St Mirren's, your, dare I say it, ahead of the weekend, Livingstons. Um, oh, but oh. <laughs> ultimately, our, our fate was sealed as with 10 minutes to go, Fabian Roner comes off the bench to seal yeah. the deal. A shite goal to concede from a heart's perspective. And they run to celebrate with the Zurich fans, who, to their credit, I thought were actually really good, minus yeah. the throwing of a suspected yes. coin at Craig Gordon. I yes. thought their flags, their pyro and all that were were great, so ultimately I want that ball heed it through the calling to get banned for life, however yeah. fair play to Zurich and they deservedly head on to the Europa League, it's just it feels like a massive missed opportunity
1: over the two well, legs this is this is where we disagree I was uh, I was gutted about the result on the night in terms of we didn't win a game that was really exciting, I I personally disagree with people who say the atmosphere wasn't good. In that first half, yeah, I thought the place was bouncing. I thought it was, right. was, yeah, thought it was, it was great. Second half, it understandably completely fell yes. flat because we know we're out of it. But I thought in that first half, it was really good. Really enjoyed it.
0: <laughs> George Grant killed off the tie and the entire tie-gap atmosphere yes, simultaneously.
1: Exactly. <laughs> but and I think Laurie Dunsire made this point on scarves around the funnel as well we are not ready for the Europa League, we're arguably not ready for the Conference League which we'll get to, No, but I I think for this team right now and where we are as a club the Conference League is way better for us, I think we've got chances to win games, which I don't think we had a single chance at winning a game in the in the groups of Europa.
0: Well, well, let's just touch on the draws now, because, obviously, Zurich went on, and the massive kick in the nads for me was seeing them get Arsenal. What a trip that would have been. Arsenal, PSV Eindhoven, and Bodo Glimt. Now, (laughs) I love to try and be as optimistic about Hartmut Lowry Football Club as I can, but those fixtures to me look absolutely
1: grim. I think they would have been really damaging to us as well. Because I know, obviously, you can go into a game and Nielsen can go, lads, it's Arsenal. We're going to get beat here, probably. Don't worry about it. Probably. (coughs) Yeah, but listen, he's still a manager who wants to be a bit optimistic with his team. But what... You can say, like, listen, lads, this is expected. Don't let it affect you too much. But if we get... Batter to both games. That's going to affect you mentally. Like oh, that moral morale takes a massive hit. Yeah,
0: and then how? And then how do you simultaneously raise yourself for, say, St Johnston as it was on the Sunday yeah. after Zurich? I wasn't looking forward to it as a fan. Never yeah. mind the players that are playing in these fixtures.
1: So I just think the Conference League is a better avenue for us to be. As I say, you're never happy to lose a game of football, regardless of the consequences or the the conditions. But, generally, I just was more annoyed that we lost that game, that we were on top. I'm not too gutted that we're not in the Europa League. Because there was a part of me that before all yeah. of this was like, I think the Conference League is better for us anyway.
0: I, I, I would love to see Zurich get absolutely battered within that group. And then, you know what, that then we take some sort of comfort from it. Because again, that like, those, those three uh, opposition teams are far from appealing. However, ours look... A tad more appealing, uh, as yeah. in the Europa Conference, we've been drawn against Istanbul, Beshak Shahir. Oh, we've got that right.
1: That was spot on, Thank fair you. play.
0: Fiorentina uh, and Latvian champions, Riga. <laughs> what do we make of that? Because, I actually had a look today at the Perth Paisley Twitter. I got two of my three wishes here you in did. this group with my second, uh, second seed, Fiorentina. And obviously Riga in the in the fourth seat. So, what do you make of it?
1: Well, I got one. I wanted Riga. Um, <laughs>
0: we all but, wanted Riga. Yeah, we're all after Latvia, like, lads. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, but I I wanted Villarreal, just in the sense of it kind of defeats my point. Like, the point that I just made. We'd get absolutely oh, pasted off them. Get torn but, to shreds. What were the Champions
0: League semi finalists last year?
1: Yeah, and the week... The week that's just passed, they just handedly beat Atletico Madrid 2 oh, 0 no without it, breaking its <laughs> way. Um, but imagine Royal Albio and Danny Perejo just turning up at Dalry. That's what I wanted to see. However, in fairness, now we're getting Luka Jovic and Ozil turning up at Dalry. So that's quite cool. Um, I like, think. Listen. Riga, we should win both those games. I think so. so. I cannot I wait so. until we beat Fiorentina at Tyne Castle. The place is jumping, then we go to Latvia and get our arses handed to us. But I think that, listen, we should beat them. So that's what you look at and go, that should be six points. If you then don't, get, like, don't, a draw. Don't, <laughs> don't even suggest it. We'd need to beat at Timecastle Istanbul, here, or... Probably. Or you're, we need to beat one of them to have a chance of going through On the condition that we beat Riga twice Which I do not trust us to but do yeah, at all
0: Yeah, say we get six points off Riga But none off Fiorentina Then it, what, it's what, interesting what, what, what would we sneak through with against Bishakshi here?
1: We'd need to get someone in Istanbul Two. Which is not <laughs> happening <laughs> We're going to get battered in Istanbul Both on and off the park, that is the least
0: appealing
1: away of the three. My goodness, I'm excited for it because, yeah, like I say, I know Fiorentina. I couldn't believe Fiorentina were the second seed. No, when I I saw the group, I was like, oh, so Fiorentina have been first seed at Istanbul.
0: Can I just say the third seed? How the hell are we Shamrock Rovers like Nice? Anderlecht was it, and several, like That is the most random selection of How teams nice I've ever seen. How did get in
1: a pot three? No nice should be up there in pot one. Like, even then, like West, Ham,
0: West Ham reached what the Europa League semis last year, mm-hmm. before being knocked out by Frankfurt. They were yeah. the bottom of the top seed. It
1: goes by your country's coefficient, eh?
0: I think I assume so which then suggests that's why that Villarreal English clubs have been underperforming and obviously yeah like you say with Real Madrid winning the Champions League mm. Villarreal's is sky high but... and also
1: West Ham did, did they not finish like 6th last season or 5th or 7th oh, did they not finish 7th oh, to get sixth, into I think.
0: it 6th did they finish 6th so that's the know. thing so
1: like the top 4 in England will have the highest coefficient point so in the Champions League they were all oh, like, like Tottenham's top
0: group one. in the Champions League looks like yeah. a piece of piss
1: yeah, exactly. Whereas West Ham for finishing sixth, that coefficient will be much less than Spain's finishing of third. I'm going to for go example. On,
0: I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Who did West Ham? West Ham got Stou, Bucharest, Anderlecht, and Silkeborg. They'll piss that.
1: They shouldn't have dropped points in that. Anderlecht will probably be their hardest so, so game. So
0: there, there you go. But yeah, I, again, like looking elsewhere, a couple that I was glad to avoid partisan belgrade would have been fireworks yeah. on and off the park i'm pretty pleased that we avoided them if i'm honest um yeah villarreal just because we'd got an absolute skill in i noticed a lot of folk after cologne i think they were second seed is that right yes that would, they were, have yeah, they were second team. Yeah, yeah that would have been but good that, but that's disappointing but on the whole that could have been a lot worse for us. I, again, yeah. had we got West Ham instead of Istanbul, I'd have had my dream group. I'd have been delighted <laughs> with that. Because London, oh, just that new stadium, that I'm forever blowing bubbles, just all of that.
1: I hate, you, West you hate West Ham. I'm really, glad. <laughs> I'm really glad we didn't get them. Uh, but I'm, I'm just excited. That's it. I'm just, even though my season ticket seat's been moved for the European games. Oh, is it? Yeah, I've been moved. So that's no. a nightmare, but I'll, I'll still be there. You know, No, so I'll still be there. It's a touchy subject. Yeah, but it's no great.
0: You're going to be there, I'm going to be there, and one other new man is going to be there as Hearts completed the signing of German midfielder Right, okay. I know Let's how to say it. it. Okay, well, I, I'll let you carry me here, because I'm going to give it a bash. Orestes
1: basically yeah that's basically it. it's I think it's Murzio glue
0: murzio glue right okay yeah. from Dutch side Heracles Almelo
1: we signed them from Hercules basically signed them from Holland the, the, the yeah. big
0: German fella for Holland um, yes, exactly. the 24 year old joins the Jambos subject international clearance of visa approval on a 3 year deal for an undisclosed fee
1: um, rumoured so, to be around 350k
0: perfect all I knew was that he was a former German under 21 international and again hearts were said all that cuts an imposing figure in the middle of the park at 6 foot 2 so that's smashing yes Um, we'll just get Robbie's thoughts Speaking to the Official Hearts website, manager Robbie Nielsen said, I'm delighted we've managed to get Orestes in on a permanent deal. He's one we've had our eye on for a while, so to be able to bring him here ahead of the window closing is great news. He'll bring a real presence to our midfield, and his style of play will be well suited to the system we implement here. We're building a squad capable of challenging on two fronts, both domestically and in Europe, and to have Orestes be a part of it is a big plus. Uh, and then Joe Savage has said, we made no secret of our ambitions to supplement our squad, but it's always been about quality over quantity, and we've got that in Orestes. Our recruitment department, led by Will Lancefield, do a fantastic job in sourcing potential targets, and they identified Orestes some time ago as someone who could come in and improve the team. We've had to be patient to get him in, but we're all really happy that he's going to be pulling on the maroon jersey, and once again, I have to give my thanks to the board of the directors for their faith and backing in us to take this club to the next level. We don't know would the
1: foggiest. You... No, I, d- I was just about to say, would but, you like some stats? Oh, fire away. Uh, uh stat man's floor is, back. The floor is yours. Right? So, in his league, in terms of comparing them to other players, in terms of attacking, in shots per 90 is in the 75th percentile. Uh, expected goals is in the 80%. Expected goals per 90, 85%. Then... The ve- the more likely. So that thing would
0: suggest he could... that he's a sitter.
1: Yeah. The more likely thing is is defensive work, which is incredibly positive. Successful defensive actions in the eighty eighty um, percent rank. Um interceptions ninety percent. Aerial jewels is in ninety-fifth percentile. So he wins everything, basically. He just mm-hmm. never ever loses in the ball. Aerial jewels won. Eighty percent. Can I just
0: say, he and Cavy Devlin standing next to one another will be tremendous viewing.
1: Some laugh. Um, Long balls, eighty percent percentile, and then accurate long balls, seventy percent. Accurate passes, sixty-five percent. He looks like a proper holding midfielder, and I'm really excited by him. You you love these defensive minded players. These Just, I yeah. am a def- I love defenders, I love goalkeepers, I love number sixes. You can have your fancy wingers and your strikers. That I don't care about that. No, I care that. about big bastards who will heed the ball all the time. That's looks what like I want. He's gonna be heeding the ball playing
0: yes. six two, so Him what what to six so Him and
1: Halke will never go lose a ball ever again. But what
0: I do want to ask you is because I know that you're a massive Peter Haring fan, or with him signing a year's deal, dare I say it, does this spell the end for for Big Pedro? Not for you, probably. Not
1: for me. It never will be (laughs) the end for me. Um, I think for European games, yes. I don't think Haring is, because of his lack of pace, which was evident before his injury, but since he came back from his injury, You're he's even me. slower. Um, I think at the European level, it might be too much for him. I'd still chuck him out against Fiorentina just so he can say he's played that and he deserves that.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's been through a shit time with the club. Having yeah. H- Michael Smith are the first two names on the team sheet is Let like them play sound. against Fiorentina. Yeah, yeah.
1: Even if it's a 12-0 battering, just let them play. Cause just they let, just to let the them
0: play. play the two of them.
1: Yeah. See how they get just on. We'll put- exactly. Let's see. But domestically, I still don't think, listen, we've got like, eight fit players, everybody's going to be playing, all the time, is, so I don't think, this, this season it does, potentially, obviously his contract is, he's in a year extension, with an option by the club, for an extra year, if we want to pick it up, alright, We'll, we'll need to see, it depends how Kyo does, if he hits the ground running, then yeah, there's probably a higher chance. <laughs> love how,
0: I love how nobody is going to refer to him as his full secondary. No, it's, it's, it's really Kyo and that's it's it. It's
1: yes, it's cute. Um, But, as with any signing, he might turn out to not be as great as we're all hoping, so Haring Don't still that. fills the role. But the good thing is, is that in the middle of the park, we have loads of options. We might have not have loads of options everywhere else, but in the middle of the park, we've got like Devlin, Haring, Benny when he's back, Halliday, for Keogh, back. technically we've got like Finley, Pollock, Grant can drop in. We've got quite a few. Halliday. Halliday. We've got like nearly 10 cinemates, <laughs> so we're fine in the middle of the park.
0: Which is great news. Um, and I, I I can't wait to see this fella play. I've got to be honest yeah. with that. he's one of those he also
1: that, has lovely fashion sense as we saw at the St. Johnston uh, game uh, great
0: I, I, I hope that that brings him success on the park yes that that'd be it does. be um, and look, he may make his de- is he eligible to make his debut this weekend do we know
1: if we get the visa in time yes he's, he's, he'd, he's done a full pre-season so he's fully fit Wonderful. it's just we're waiting on this visa as we've seen it, basically it's Brexit. Brexit's just knackered this for EU in um nationals because we've seen it in the Premier League with um Isaac at Newcastle, Mopay at Everton. Justin Clive's
0: move to Fulham has been knocked back, I yeah, think, because of it. The
1: delays just keep happening because
0: because of Brexit. But <laughs> let, let let's let's move on. Um <laughs> well, no no, We're not getting into that. We're not getting into that. Um But we look forward to seeing Keo playing both continentally and potentially in the cinch and we're gonna chat about last weekend in the cinch which was very very intriguing particularly the Sunday and not just because hearts were involved but if we go through the Saturday uh, Aberdeen just seemed to love playing against 10 men as it was nil-nil against Livingston up until the Lions went down to 10 and then they coincidentally batted them 5-0 so well done uh, Kelly picked up their first league win of the season <laughs> yep that um, was always going to happen <laughs> coming from behind to beat Motherwell uh, by 2 goals to 1 at Rugby Park uh, Rangers beat Ross County 4-0 I was surprised to see it as comfy as that um, and my favourite of the Saturday fixtures which was key in helping my coupon land St Mirren 1, Hibernian 0 a, t- a tremendous result for Stephen Robinson's men Three consecutive Premiership wins without conceding, uh, and Lee Johnson was basically told that his team was brutal and agreed, which was which was always always great. Uh, what you making the four on the Saturday, mate?
1: That video is amazing. I'll oh, get it to them amazing. in a bit. Um, I have no idea what to make of Aberdeen yet this year yes. because at times they've I'm looked like world beaters, and that Majofsky looks really good. <laughs> Like he looks very good with so much
0: welling. so that they well the top was that they were willing to let Christian Ramirez leave but now it seems like Jim Goodwin said no yeah so that's um, annoying
1: but by all accounts before the red card Livy were actually well on top yeah so, from,
0: from what I gather on sports news
1: yeah so it's it's hard to work out um, so that's Kelly good to head and play them on yeah, Saturday exactly <laughs> Kelly getting that win was always going to happen you just knew it was, Hamill Balls hit its first speed bump
0: um, I actually had a draw for that, I would one each so I thought that was going to land till Kelly nicked that winner, shock horror like you say that it rise before yeah. playing us in the cup
1: Motherwell apparently were not good either, like I watched the highlights obviously and it was, it, as highlights do they can tend to be quite even but according to Motherwell fans they were very very poor but Kevin Van Veen is flying at the yeah. I don't know what's happening with
0: him I think either. it's 7-4 it
1: or something like that. Seven, from, something, it's something you know, mental. competitions, crazy. He's doing very well. Um, Ross County Rangers, I don't know what's happening with Ross County because in every game I see them, they look in it all the time, but they just aren't getting any points. And it's one of those things where...
0: That's an interesting clash this weekend, Ross county Aberdeen. actually. 100%. Very, very
1: I am really, really in, to intrigued up. to see what happens because Marky McHugh would... I almost guarantee it will sacrifice good performances for points like oh 100% he, he just needs that and then Hib St Mirren St Mirren could have had 3 or 4 and they should have had 3 or 4 in this game
0: if Aiman Brophy um, he's shooting boots on
1: no that's just Eamon Brophy I know yeah. you love Eamon Brophy yeah, and no, I don't I, understand uh, why no, I, he's I, just I, very bad
0: I did until, he, until I realised how injury prone that's that's one that we've steered well clean yes over. I can see um, why he ended up at St Mirren as opposed to Hearts and Aberdeen.
1: I don't know what Lee Johnson's trying to do and I think that's a criticism I've seen other Hibs fans give him where it's like, there's clearly some players there that are good, right? I know Eli apparently didn't have a very good game but I think he's a good sign-in. Martin Boyle's obviously Martin Boyle. But like... In midfield and
0: defence though, it's so weird. Yeah, right?
1: they don't seem yeah. to have a structure and that midfield three hasn't worked for like 18 months and I don't understand why he keeps persisting with it. I'm fully on board with him continually persisting with oh, it because
0: by all means I mean like, you're struggling to work out what Lee Johnson's doing I think Lee Johnson's struggling to work yeah. out what Lee Johnson's doing watch them listen, beat Kelly at the weekend the, nothing sure oh, I, I think they
1: will they're at home aren't they yeah, Easter yeah I think they will I think they'll beat Kelly um, but listen that that interview, we lead, interview that sound bite from Lee Johnson <laughs> went everywhere and it's been quite an interesting reaction because Hips fans are split on it obviously neutrals are laughing at it just like of course that's amazing um, that's the whereas, one
0: consolation Hibs, where it's a bit shite for us at the minute but at least we're not them yeah
1: but I've seen hips fans be quite split where some are saying look it's good that he's been so open and honest about the situation with the team and he has been like that since he came in and it's like listen some people really like that and fair play for being so honest but at the same time there's an element of right, but you need to, this is your squad like, unless they make 19 sign ins in the next 7 hours, that's the squad you've got you're going to need to get a tune out of them so if you suddenly just keep throwing them under the bus what's that going to do for the players' morale?
0: I, it just seems a bit of a mess all over because it seems like it's a good three or four managers signings mm-hmm. all together oh sort of, yeah all in that same squad that I, I don't know i don't, I don't know it's, it's really bizarre but something that was equally as entertaining was the sunday matches and we were the blast <laughs> to kick off however jack ross has paid the price as dundee united manager after 10 weeks i believe it is uh, with his last match in charge, being a resounding nine-nil defeat to Celtic at Tannadice, Dundee United's heaviest home defeat ever, Celtic's record away win, nine-nil in Dundee. Wow. It
1: was a it was a bad day for cardigan-wearing managers at the end of nine-nil defeats. Bad weekend for them. Uh, around the fourth goal. You can just see the players give up completely. Yeah, 100%. Like, the last goal, Starfelt's header, is he starts to run into the box and then goes, oh, I can just walk in here. Nobody's following me at all. <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, you need make a nice, good attacking run. It's like, oh, I can just walk in here and just have a complete free header. Listen, I think Jack Rock. I obviously predicted them to finish third, right? That's clearly not happening.
0: Right, we've had a that shocker is, there.
1: That is clearly not happened But they should be way better than it. Look at the squad they it have. Is a good
0: squad. It is a good squad. And I no surprise, Liam Fox gets a tune out of them on Wednesday night. I know, I know. Their first win in Levy for like seventeen years, I think I read somewhere.
1: This is the thing, though. I know that Jack Ross is to blame for a lot of that, right? I do get that, but there is clearly an imbalance of player power there those players clearly chucked it there was all these rumours of the players having a meeting and it was like it can go one of two ways it can be really positive that they've met up and been like listen we need to get our act together and play for Jack Ross or and what clearly actually happened was listen we dare fancy him we're no we're no playing for him uh,
0: uh, and Charlie Mulgrew and Tony Watt were the two that were pinpointed weren't they that yeah. Jack Ross had dropped I couldn't help but watch when they came to Tynecastle and I was watching Tony Watt and Ryan Edwards arguing mm-hmm. and it was, frankly, hilarious. I would love to know what happens with Ryan... Like, is Ryan Edwards been loyal to Jack Ross whereas Tony Watt and Charlie Mulgrew haven't? Is there, you know, is there bad eggs within the playing squad? Is there just a rift right down the heart of it? I, well, there was a rumours that I'd Tam like
1: Court's allowed Charlie Mulgrew to just like run the dressing room basically and he handled the tactics side of it whereas uh, Charlie handled the one-to-one stuff and Jack Ross came in and was like I'm the manager like I'm I'm gonna do what I say and Charlie has just went no and if that is the case if Mulgrew and Watt and stuff like that have done that it's like a smaller version of what's happened at Man United over the last few years where like Man United the players have just chucked it under repeated managers
0: and, that's it. and the managers are the one to pay the price when ultimately yeah. it's, it's the players doing. Um, but no matter. I mean, hey, it, oh, <sighs> United season was just meant to start with such promise and it's just already <laughs> proving start a disaster. Start of August,
1: they beat AZ 1-0 at home. By the end of August, they conceded 25 goals in five games or something and had their manager sacked. Absolutely. And had been beaten 7-0, 9-0, 4-1 in that time.
0: 3-0 at, at St Mirren. Yeah. Awful. But, I say that, United were going through a torrid time. We were going through something of a torrid time until the weekend, as we had three consecutive defeats. However, there was no time to dwell. We were straight back on the horse as we took on St Johnston at Timecastle. Castle. Robbie Nielsen opted to make six changes from the Europa Disappointment against Zurich. Uh, to face St. Johnston. In came Lewis Nielsen for his first heart start, uh, Nathaniel Atkinson, Peter Haring, Andy Halliday, Josh Janelli and Gary mckay Stephen No place in the matchday squad for Alex Cochran, Stephen Kingsley or George Grant like we mentioned. Um, and again, lining up as Gordon and Goal, a back three appeared of Smith, Nielsen and Rowles with Atkinson, Haring, Devlin and Halliday across the middle Josh Janelli and Gary Mackay Stephen supporting lone striker Liam Boyce What did you make of the changes? Were you happy to see a, dare I say it, a weaker 11 um, a couple interesting calls with regards to selection, what what were your thoughts?
1: I didn't expect the entire front 3 to be rotated I didn't expect Shankland, Mackay and Forrest to miss out I expected one or a couple to, but I didn't expect all three of them to miss out. I found that very interesting. Um, the big takeaway was that Nielsen was getting his first start. I don't think anybody could have predicted how well it could have gone, but I was very excited at that prospect. I thought he impressed in the preseason games that I saw. He's a unit. How that guy is only 19 is terrifying. Like It is baffling. But that was my main takeaway. I was really excited to see Lewis Nielsen play and I was a bit surprised at the front three all being dropped. I understood it. I just didn't yeah. expect it to happen.
0: Um, were you surprised to see George Grant omitted from the, the match? squad scored entirely.
1: <laughs> I was glad that he was omitted. Yeah, I think, <laughs> um, I think it was for the best. Yeah, but now obviously it's come out that he was dropped for actual injury reasons, not just... Yeah decision making reasons but yeah i think it benefited well benefited us is the right word it definitely didn't benefit us last night but i think on sunday it was like okay this is a opposition we should be beating we can do without them,
0: and so it proved after just six minutes (laughs) (laughs) as hearts would fall behind um michael smith sends an easy ball back to kate gordon uh, whose miskick kick falls straight at Graham Carey's foot. I will give him credit. It's a fantastic yeah. touch with his right foot, considering mm-hmm. the velocity behind Craig Gordon's clearance. And outside of the left peg, past Scotland's number one, into an empty net. An absolutely disastrous start. Uh, but what I wanted to ask you was, have you watched it properly? Craig Gordon runs into the post afterwards. Was he Out of out? anger. Was on Saturday night with Ryan Porteous and The Alchemist, or what was going on?
1: He does that out of anger, I think. He's kind of, it's not like he just doesn't know it's there. Like he's hes annoyed at himself. Uh, I think it was the Terrace podcast, I think it was Robert Borthwick who made the point, or someone else did. Has no one ever in 20 years of goalkeeping said, Craig, let's have a day practicing with your Vikes? <laughs> <laughs> like, even one day. <laughs> like, listen. I'm not going to be too critical of him, it's the first big mistake he's made since he came back to us, but it was mental, it was just like, oh, okay sound. It it certainly
0: woke me up, I tell you, I mean, the boys and I were out on Saturday night, I ended up getting the the Royal bus in from the the pub on Sunday, and I I was starting to wonder what on earth I'd been drinking, both the Sunday and, yeah, the the Saturday night, because that was wild. Quite quite the wake-up call, but it sprung the game into life, I will say that. So <laughs> he's probably done us a favour, in all honesty. Um, Hearts, obviously, then looked to respond. Josh Janelli shot wide after receiving from Liam Boyce. Shock horror. Uh, Peter Haring would send a free kick into the wall before Andy Halliday would chest it down and blast wide. But this is a key moment that I didn't realise would prove quite as pivotal. And I saw Joel Sked mention this on Twitter. That there's yeah. a protocol in place whereby if there's a sub for concussion, it allows for us to make an extra change or both sides to make an extra change, so we benefit yeah. from Melker Halberg being knocked out. So that was that was good. Albeit I hope he's all right. Running. By the way, that, that was really scary because I had him to be booked. But yeah, so I, I hope that he's well.
1: That was that was fucking really scary. How they didn't move him for like four minutes. Which by the, again speaking about fan reaction, the folk booing them grow up. Like yeah. the guy was down for four minutes because he was knocked out completely yeah. and then could barely boo- walk after it.
0: Yeah, booing the goalkeeper for time wasting. I'm um, I'm fully on board. Yeah, yeah, that's that's an unintentional bit of time wasting.
1: Let's just a be guy honest. who doesn't know where he is. <laughs> I don't think it's right Woking to boo up and him. He's deafened by the booze. But I think not only the extra sub, I think him going off really affected St Johnson. I yeah, thought I he was he was really good in that holding role for them.
0: And it was bizarre seeing Ryan McGowan they move into it, um, particularly yeah. in the second half, but <laughs> love goes bits. Sorry, goes um,
1: No, I, I have a bone to pick with for the next oh, point you're going to make. Well,
0: well, that, well, that's good. Um, but I was going to say that it wouldn't take us all that long because we would pull level on 25 minutes. Finally, finally... I've seen something from Gary Mackay Stephen. I will I say this. Counts. His set piece delivery is by far and away the best in the squad.
1: I, it's his best quality. Without I a thought. shadow of a doubt.
0: <laughs> because his legs have gone. I I don't like he's a bit of a shite so bag like when it comes weight. to challenges on the park. <laughs> but from a dead ball, he's tremendous. And he knocks one in. There's Kyrogs up from the back. Bullet header. First hearts goal. But it appears to be at a detriment. I'm gutted, actually, that he's out for a little while after opening have, his count for the club.
1: I have two issues with this. One, I had Kai Rolls for first goal scorer, 150 quid. No way. So I'm more annoyed at Gordon than anybody else that? in that group. It was £2. No, £3, sorry. £3, £3 150 quid. 50 to one? So 51, aye? 150. Ouch. so cheers craig cheers craig love you
0: for that oh, mate no. so he is he the new michael smith have you been doing yeah because michael smith's
1: are now 16
0: to well that's oh, yeah yeah they've sky bet and whoever <laughs> they've, caught, matched, on. On you, yeah. they've <laughs> yeah. caught on yeah so it's a disaster so what, Kai Rolls, is he has this been a consistent thing though is my question yeah really yeah yeah Oh my mate, I would be spewing. I <laughs> and was scared when I saw Halbert get taken off for that pet filter. I was like oh, bastard. Then,
1: even more annoyed that I, he's broken his metatarsal and is out for sixty eight weeks and it was Gowser who did it to him. I know it's not deliberate. Was it Gowser, but still? It? It's Gowser. Gowser goes up where him and lands and you can and this is what I mean, it's oh, no I Gowser's fault because you know that,
0: you scumbag Ryan
1: <laughs> You can see in the slow motion Gowser starts to realise that he's going to land on rolls, and you can see in his face he tries to move his leg, but it's all moving too quickly that oh, he no. can't and lands on his foot.
0: Oh no, that is not good. He uh, he follows the account on Instagram. We need to start some beef for him tonight. That's that's <laughs> not on. I'm not having that.
1: Um, can I
0: just say this wasn't just solely down to Gowser. S- St Johnston Hammer Throwers FC. Yeah. My God.
1: Yeah. Holy no, just embarrassing. moly football club who are going
0: to get relegated Oh, I, I honestly I've never wanted something that doesn't affect hearts well I say that, I've never wanted something that hearts at the heart of as much in my football related life as I do yeah. St. Ger- St. Johnson to be relegated I beg that this is the year
1: but Kai Rose is excellent, he's been excellent been superb, get his first goal chuff for him I, I love him to pieces I really hope it's close to six weeks rather than eight weeks it'll be a disgrace if he doesn't get to go to the World Cup after oh, how influential he don't was don't. for Australia getting to the World Cup but the hope is obviously if it's, even if it's two months it's like right then he's got a few weeks to come back his performances for us have been excellent his performances for Australia have been excellent so even if he's come back from injury I think he should still get a call up and he fully deserves it.
0: Yep, just looked so assured in that in that back three stroke four, um, looked at a real real fine. So so well done. Um, and less than five minutes later, Hearts would turn the game on its head. I was pleased for Rolls, I was delighted for this goal scorer, uh, Lewis Nielsen, who again we've touched on was excellent on his first start intercepts. Smith heads on, Devlin and Harring combine before the latter just sends Josh Ginelli away down the right flank. Gino's crossing is suspect at times, but this is absolutely on the money for Leo Boyce to just nod home. His first of the season, his first since April, and given the piss poor run of form that he was in, I was genuinely buzzing for him. I thought he has needed that for a long, long time. I thought this was him back to his best.
1: Wait. But... You've not focused on the important part of all this that was the discussion online.
0: Is this to do with the celebration?
1: What do you make of it?
0: It's probably just directed at me, to be honest.
1: I... Uh, that is exactly why I'm all for it. Gino did, So, seeing <laughs> it happened, I didn't realise boys did it because yeah. I was watching Gino doing it. Gino did the oh, exact same oh. thing he turns to section N and does that at them. And does the exact same. So I just thought Gino did it at someone who had been shouting at him in the... I'm
0: upper end, hand. I'm not taking responsibility. <laughs> if, it's to what, if, it's, if it's to the scumbags in lower, that's fine.
1: So I thought it was just, oh, somebody's been giving him abuse all day and he's just done that, so he's turned and did it. But it clearly was a, a decision right made. And listen, fans are really quick to give their opinions on players, but don't seem to like it when players give it them back. Is, Additionally... Is Stephen McLean-esque, Yeah, but it? Yeah. So this is the thing. Liam Boyce is not Stephen McLean. Liam Boyce is 25 Stephen McLeans. I think some people have been a bit too quick to forget that in the time that he's been here, full two seasons, he's been our top goal scorer in both of them. He's been so key to us. And what happened next, in my opinion, is the biggest... Nightmare of the season. Fuck going out to Zurich. What happened to Boyce is the worst nightmare that could have happened to us this year.
0: As Daniel Phillips is booked on a challenge, he <laughs> actually looks as though he takes out both Devlin and Boyce, which is yeah. remarkable. And I, I have seen. I think he's been booked in every single St Johnston appearance now, so he's. He's a attend- he's like the bet builder's new favourite. I should have done yes. my research prior to that and chucked him on there. That seemed a sure thing, but it's it's looking bad for Boise, and it. Because, he knew as
1: soon as he went down.
0: Yeah, I, as soon as they started getting the stretcher, the fact that he misses the European campaign as well, like this is the thing that I think most fans don't seem to take account of. That must just kill you mentally.
1: Yeah, the mental aspect of it is horrible. Listen, I I was saying this as soon as he went down, I knew he was fucked. Um, As as someone who has dislocated their knee two times in my lifetime, there is not there is not a worse feeling. It's unimaginable levels of pain.
0: I I I never thought it was a great one, if I'm honest. But that's no.
1: and as soon as he did it, I knew it was something to do with his knee by his reaction, by the immediate cry and just holding his knee as tight as he could because that is your reaction. You know something's wrong and you just hold it. And it was obviously it's turned out to be a cruciate. You can see in Jordan's film, he's got a perfect angle. What happens where his, his foot gets stuck in the ground and his knee goes the other way oh. to the rest of his body. Just... Liam Boyce, alongside Craig Alkett, is our most important outfield player. We are going. I think that is the season knackered because of Boyce's injury. I do.
0: I think. This is where we need that still game meme where Jack's just giving it. That's the That's whole the thing. Whole knackered.
1: <laughs> exactly. It literally is that. And listen, we sit here now as we're recording at twenty past five. And there's still no news of any signings. We need it. We need. There's still six and a half hours left as we as we sit here. We need a like-for-like like replacement and I think that's impossible. I think what Liam Boyce does for us often goes completely unnoticed by a lot of fans and he gets it tight because he doesn't score. When that now is changed, his role's changed when Shankland came in, his role changed when Sims came in. He's now a number 10 and we'll get to it, obviously, speaking about Kelly, but Literally, the next game we've seen how much we miss them and how lifeless we look up front without them. So, I just like obviously all the best. Hopefully, it can be much like Kai, where it's hopefully it's closer to six weeks rather than eight. Hopefully, it's closer to six months rather than nine. But, whatever way you look at it, it's a disaster.
0: It is a disaster. Is it till midnight the deadline? Yeah yeah so six and a half hours I hope yeah. Robbie and Joe Boy are making some calls as um, you
1: all you all know what's happened we're yeah. sat here clueless no understanding anything He's
0: a centre forward
1: slash number 10 ideally both we need um, three we need three in my opinion go on then give us some we need two forwards and a right sided centre half. no chance we're
0: getting I, I,
1: I can't see that I can't see near it near can I think
0: it's really bad is there some free agents out there could do a job after the deadline I, hope so. I don't actually
1: know, it's a fair point I don't know
0: Um. Anyway, but
1: yeah. we, we conceded again, I, so that well, was,
0: a I was I was going to try and be optimistic there and say that no. we've turned it round and everything <laughs> was looking great um, However, the start of the second half, this to me is ugh, I'm sick, sick to death of saying it Kill the bloody contest This is the epitome of it George Ginelli pounces on a slack back pass, takes it past Remy Matthews. He can either look to continue with his electric pace and try and score himself, or set up Lauren Shankland. He opts for the latter. Shankland hits straight at the goalkeeper. It's saved. Peter Haring dies for a penalty. Just, again, he's, he's got George Grant syndrome. He's Is it, for- no, there's a
1: lot more... Co- Watch Jordan's film. I, I, don't, it, think, I don't think the guy gets almost none of the ball. I don't think it's a pen, but I don't think it's a dive. I think there was contact there, and Harry's. I think a different ref would give that first. as a pen. I don't think he does. Okay. I don't think the guy does. But either ball way,
0: first. Th- this is my annoyance because we are the only team in world football that do not score these type of breakaways. And then we're instantly punished for it up the other end. Graham Carey's efforts saved by Gordon. They swing in a corner. Stevie May flicks on. And who appears at the back stick? Andy bloody Considine. Andy Considine. He's about 40.
1: (laughs) (sighs) A great chance. great
0: chance to go 3-1 up. Kill it. It's dead. It's done. Move on to next week. But no. Instead, we're tied up at two each.
1: As soon as we broke... As soon as they broke from us missing it, I was like, I, out loud, was like, they're scoring now. I just knew it's, it. it's so the way obvious. football works. It's the way football works. I was like, right, this is a goal. Um, it's quite a good corner, to be honest. It's quite a good corner. Um, probably you look at both the centre mids, Devlin and Haring. Devlin misses the first header, Haring misses the second header. But yeah, very frustrating. And you just knew it was like, right. Sound, but then it, it all ended up fine. It did, it did. I can relax, it did
0: because Alan Forrest would hit the bar, Craig Gordon saved from Ali Crawford a great little effort. Josh Janelli ballooned one wide, but we would do to St Johnston what St Johnston had done to us. They have a throw in through no other than Andy Considine himself. Neil <laughs> Bear flicks on, but Craig Gordon gathers. He then just sends a long punt up the park. Bounces kindly for Barry McKay. Takes past Liam Gordon. Wiped out. Penalty kick. And we've got the chance to seal the deal with 10 minutes to go. My ticker was going through the roof this entire afternoon. It was horrible. It was grim. But it needed to be done. Lauren Shankland steps up. Slots home coolly. 3-2. Job done.
1: Thank God for that. I found it very funny that everybody rightly criticises Craig Gordon's distribution, and we win the game because Gordon puts a pinpoint pass to Mackay. Um I don't know what Liam Gordon's doing because, but no. Barry Mackay's played that ball at a play. he's, t- he's taking yeah, way we, too we heavy we got, touch. We got
0: lucky with the bounce, I think, from Mackay as well because it, yeah. I don't think it di- like it doesn't directly go from Gordon to Mackay. Yeah, sort of and you mean and Barry McKay just sort of latches onto it in the end.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, just Mackay's touch, it takes it out of, it's going out of play and Gordon just absolutely halves him down. Um Shankland I saw a stat that I saw a stat before the game, so I was worried about it, is that before that penalty he'd taken five and all of them had went into the bottom left corner as you look at the goal. And I think clearly he knew that because the keeper dived to the bottom left and he went the other way which, listen, that takes balls to go the other side to what you've been used to. Shankland, that's now four goals in six games, five goal contributions in seven. Two pens in all from competitions. two. Two pence from two. He's just doing very well. And it, it's great to see. You can tell by his celebration that it meant a lot. Just really happy. And then nothing really happens towards the end of the game. But for me, that I think that's a huge three points. 100%. Um, the game it reminded me of was last season, ironically, as their our opponents at the weekend was away at Livingston. Remember that game where Gordon made those like four saves inside a minute, and the last one was from Holt. Ben Woodburn
0: was taken off after half an hour.
1: Yes, exactly that game. <laughs> um, that game was huge for us because we'd come, we were coming across a bit of a shaky patch of form. We we're yeah, really under it. the cosh. If we'd lost that game, I think it could have. As- potentially started a tailspin but we stood, stuck it out, Boys scored and we actually ended up winning the game and then our form up ticked again I think that game on Sunday missing a lot of key players the game so stop start because they were just kicking lumps out of us we go behind early due to a mistake we lose two key players we get pegged back again but we still managed to get the full three points with a completely makeshift backline at the very least I thought it, absolutely huge, and now is when we should mention Lewis Nielsen because what a home debut! Like, Brilliant. he looked like he'd been playing every week instead very, of very having comfortable, his first very home assured.
0: Debut. The way he takes it out from the back, United, there's something going on up at United because John Super did that, Lewis Nielsen can do that. It's great. Very impressed. Rob them And then hopefully, yeah, hopefully, Lewis them. Nielsen will actually make some money on that. That would be nice. Yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, so I, tough for him. I, again, to, totally agree. What nineteen? it just came in, in and yeah. an absolute scotched it. Um, again, makes you question why he wasn't thrown in there. That little especially bit earlier,
1: after he had such a good preseason. It's not like he was unproven in preseason. He did very well in preseason, then and, just never got a sniff.
0: And the criticism of Toby Subic as a right centre half. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd like to see him potentially be one of the ten options in the middle of the park and just have Lewis Nielsen ahead of him in the pecking order at the back definitely Um, but yes got there in the end against St Johnston you spoke about the game that reminded you of why does St Johnston try and spring a surprise on us every now and then the record in Perth against us is brilliant but do you remember I think it was the opening day actually after Robbie had brought us up and we won 4-3 yeah yeah
1: Juan's debut
0: yeah but like they scored 24 league goals last season, St Johnston. Yeah, And there's two already at of What yeah, is going it's on? It's weird. But I mentioned St Johnston's record in Perth. How <laughs> bloody good is Kelly's record at Tynecastle?
1: Listen, I'm saying what this now before, before we analyse the game, which we're only going to dedicate a lot no, to. It, cause we've fuck wasted enough really time in this episode,
0: and right. we've still got the quiz to go.
1: When I said the draw happened, I got so much shit on Twitter saying, that's a nightmare draw, that's a disaster, it's the, the third worst team we could have got. For, like, that's ridiculous, what are you talking about? They've just come up. I knew that, re- I didn't know that the record was that good oh, It's a phenomenal. I, I I've, expected I've got, I've
0: got it to it be here. around that. I think that. since 20, was it 2011, 12? T- 2010, 11. 2010 11, uh, you're, you're spot on. At Tynecastle, Hearts wins 3 2 draws, 12
1: Kilmarnock wins. I didn't think it was that many but I expected it to be heavily in their favour and I knew last night was going to happen. We d- we obviously didn't do a show um, before the game but my prediction was going to be a 2-1 loss. I didn't think we'd win like I, I just had a feeling that we'd lose. I said it before the game even when and I-, I was speaking to some people after the game such as like Hearts though and Borthwick and Andrew Petrie who were saying did you even expect that team and I expected us to be really full on and full strength but I still expected us to lose because it's something about like we seem to just have Dundee United's number right doesn't matter what seems to be happening in recent years we seem to beat Dundee United yeah, doesn't I seem mean, was, what's happening in recent years Kelly beat us last
0: night I don't, I don't know but, nah, but then I, I thought I thought, like, if we just like, there's, there was, we we'll just talk generally about the game, like, rather mm-hmm. than breaking out chances or whatever. I thought it was so flat in the stands last night as well, and I don't care what anybody says. That transpires to players on the park. It must do. It was so dead from the get go. Think there's not night, as many people there as well. The, of course, but why? We, like, the club have made a decent price. I know that Europe comes to the forefront, and. Myself included, some of us have booked trips to far and wide, but uh, I don't know. I, maybe it's just a, it's a historical. Thing. It's I, a
1: historical thing. We always I saw a stat where um, the year after we won the cup in ninety eight, the the first round that we played in the next season had an attendance of seven and a half thousand at Twincast. That's shocking, man. We just seem historically we don't turn up for the early rounds. I mean we were there, weren't we? We were there. I wish we weren't. <laughs> like I now actually fully respect all the folk that didn't go out for because I could have saved myself some time. The biggest the biggest thing I can say about last last night is that I hoped it didn't go to extra time. in the eightieth minute I was like, "They go to extra time. They go I'm I not going sort of to hear that
0: because of I think even Robbie yeah. wasn't all that arsed... ...if it did by the changes yeah. that he brought on... ...like your youngsters and what have you... They ...obviously taking Devlin off... <sighs> I think I'd, he
1: picked up a knock though... ...I, I think, think last night... kingsley has got a knock obviously... ...Smith picked up a knock... ...Devlin picked up a knock... Mackay looked like he could barely stand at the end well, of this the is game... It.
0: ...obviously Atkinson was taken out from the yeah. St Johnston game... ...can I just say... ...I know we're talking about Kelly... ...if Nathaniel Atkinson continues to wear green boots he will be my boo-boy. What is that? Why has nobody pulled him up for that yet? That is embarrassing.
1: (laughs) But, as I said, when we were speaking about the St John's game, I knew we would miss Liam Boyce pretty quickly. I didn't expect it to be literally the next game that it just shows how little we can do without him. And I know, and listen, I, I disagree with a lot of the kind of reaction in the last 24 hours, where people are just like, the team's suddenly Shit. Like, that's not what's happened. That was still as
0: strong a team as we could have named in the circumstances.
1: And that's the thing. You need to look at the context of it. We're currently going through an injury crisis similar to 2017 through 20, where we just never seem to be able to play our first team. We are... obviously going to lose games here and now. And yes, the manner of defeat last night, it was so flat, it was so rubbish. That's a
0: big thing for me.
1: It was really bad. But... You need to look at the context of it. We're not suddenly a bad team. We're not suddenly... I think every signing in this window has been a success so far. Obviously, it's a very short time period. But so far, they've all made the team better. But we cannot mitigate having our three best defenders and best forwards all go out for different periods of time.
0: Yeah. It's going back to the whole not ready for... European football thing. We're not ready to challenge on two fronts, and that's been proved already. I don't mind Hearts losing games if we've been blown out the water by a better team or a team that show that bit of fight, deserve it on the night. If we're piss poor and we get beat, you deserve everything that's coming to you. But the fact that Hearts barely looked threatening last night—I mean, I—I yeah. I couldn't even name you. A couple of clear cut chances, really. That yeah. that was that was my big annoyance.
1: I think we had two shots on target, one in each half.
0: I c- couldn't even tell you. Uh, uh, Cochrane's maybe in the second half, and that was from way out. I couldn't. Cochrane was good
1: you, last night again. By I the way, I
0: c- but I couldn't tell you our first half chance. Nope.
1: No idea. Um, Terrible. I want to focus on the positive because there's not a lot What's of them. Um, I didn't think I'd be saying this, but Toby Civic for me was a positive last yes. night. He absolutely was, and this is where what I want to say. It's obviously been the hot topic on Twitter in the last twenty-four hours. It's an absolute embarrassment to boo your own players, in, in my opinion, at any capacity. To boo a player coming onto the park is just embarrassing. I want to say for the St. Johnston game, I walked past Toby Civic and Alex Cochrane. First of all, Toby Civic is fucking massive. He is huge. It is terrifying how big he is, but they were right up the back of the middle bit where all the players and chairmen and stuff like oh, that of sit course, been the game. Yeah. Yes, I sit right up the back of that. So they were as we were waiting to leave the St Johnston game, they were nipping down the back. Put a guy who he didn't do it to Civic's face because he was too scared. But as soon as Civic dipped his head down through a door, but. Still when Sibic... He knew Sibic would have heard him. He was making donkey noises at him. And it's just an absolute embarrassment. (laughs) Booing him when he comes on is equally embarrassing. And then... I don't think he put a foot wrong. He was one of the better players when he came in. It's so clear he cannot play in a three. But he's way more comfortable in a two or in the middle of the park.
0: I actually think he's been really good or found wanting so far this season. And... The disparity in quality of performance is just wild. He actually yeah. looks really comfy and assured at points, and other times he just looks like bamboo on ice. So I I, I, think, I I don't know what the solution is. I think
1: it's... Obviously I'm not comparing the two players in terms of ability. One is much better. But I feel like it could be a Halkett situation where there's it's evident that he can't play in one system. So play him regularly in the system in he them, can, the and then that allows yeah. him to grow in confidence. So then when you go back... Because now Halkett can just play anywhere in defence yeah. and seems great. So I'd, do I'd that th- I think Civics
0: Cibic. one of the, the duo in front of the back four. I really do. So do I. I fully agree.
1: Top. He should be playing in the middle of the park. But if Robbie's insistent in playing him as a defender, play him in a two. I thought it was so unfair to chuck him on against <clears> Zurich. <throat> like, yeah. Come on, Robbie. But You had but, Lewis but, Nielsen on the bench as well. Like. But is
0: that is that just for experience and the fact that he depended on him for the first leg when, again, he looked pretty good?
1: I think, though, from a mental health perspective, Civic was, like, really... You're chucking me on oh, here when the tie's yeah, done. Yeah, it's a, like, it's
0: ho- it's a horrible, horrible deal from.
1: But yeah, fair, absolutely fair play to him for last night as we were recording this, obviously. It takes a lot of mental strength to get booed on the part. I'm know not going to pretend it was most of the stadium. I know it was a minority. But still, it was a minority that was heard there by was sti- him.
0: There was still, still a, fi- a fair enough amount.
1: Yeah, like, 100%. I, I,
0: and look, you are entitled to do what you want. You pay your money, but that whole booing your own player's malarkey is counterproductive, so it's a
1: massive
0: you 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 that from me.
1: You're entitled to do it, but people are likewise entitled to call you an idiot for of doing course, it. Of course, of course. Yeah. One one final play point. To be.
0: Yeah, Well done, Toby. One final point before we move on to briefly previewing Livy away, and of course the quiz. I'm conscious of time, I realise it's going to be a long episode, but hey. That's well, final. Last well, double We've digits, th- so come yeah, on, exactly. Ty, get yourselves involved. I couldn't help but have a little look at the Scottish League Cup on the whole. This competition does my tits in. <laughs> Partick Thistle, Dundee, Dundee United, Wraith Rovers, Livingston, Hibernian, Kilmarnock, St Mirren, Aberdeen, Ross County and St Johnston have all won the League Cup more recently than we have. My dad was born in nineteen sixty-five. He has never seen it. When are we going to get this monkey off of our
1: back? We'll never Please. do it. We just need to accept it as a football club and a fan base, we're never winning this trophy then We could win. The win the cup. league. I am yes. interested. Yes. We're gonna win the league sooner than we're going to win the league cup. <laughs> we're gonna win in Perth more sooner than we are yes, going to win. The league exactly. Yes. And beat Killian Tiny. Exactly. Yeah, we just never. I've just fully accepted it now. Much like I've accepted when I was younger, gravity. I've accepted that we're never winning the league cup.
0: Honestly, hate that competition with all my being. And aside, speaking that about not, things you hate. Yeah, aside <laughs> that, I'm also <laughs> not keen on with all my being. Livingston, we travelled to West London this weekend to take on Livingston at the Tony Macaroni Arena. Both obviously looking to get over their Premier Sports Cup exits, what with Livy crashing out to United, as we briefly alluded to. Uh, Livy are also not in the best run of form. They've lost back-to-back league games without concede, uh, without scoring, uh, those being to Aberdeen and Motherwell. Uh, went down to 10 men in both. So, uh, despite their ill discipline, this could prove a, a tricky fixture for us, particularly with the plethora of players that we've got on the treatment table, Daniel. The game
1: plan is just get them set off basically and then we'll win comfortably um yeah i don't even know what team we can play because <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, it's, it's as well asking what is your team but none of us none of us know at this point because it's like it trying to do it for who scored jesus oh, yeah. i'm literally like it. looking through the squad list like no no unavailable unavailable
1: do not envy at all there is the oh, element but- of Kingsley's apparently back, but do we risk him on a plastic pitch? Halkett's apparently back, but do we risk him on a plastic pitch? No, Grant, no. risk him. Keough, if he's wait, ready, do we chuck him in at Levy at first I haven't, game I haven't if even accounted for him the, the yeah. previous, oh, I, I would play Gordon, Cochran, <laughs> Nielsen... <laughs>
0: A game I for don't. Tobes.
1: Sure, Sibic <laughs> center in a two, Sibic Smith if he's fit, but I don't think he is. Oh no, his back. Can he handle that?
0: And now is out. Maybe right. Maybe it's, it's for a at right wing back. Right, I'm changing the
1: whole. I'm changing this the whole
0: thing. This a mess. I don't like three at the back, and I really. don't, like, are. I don't like do I? do I? But the we're good. Personnel. This is not nice.
1: Gordon. Cochrane no, Co- Cochrane left of a three. Nielsen. Halliday left wing back? Halliday left wing back, Forrest right wing back. Who in the
0: middle?
1: Sibic in the middle of a three. Okay. Nielsen on the right hand side. Haring and Devlin. No, Keough and Devlin. Ke- I'm just going Keo fit. Mc- oh no, I have to, I feel like we have to rest Mackay because he looked knackered. Gino... Connor Smith and Shankland. Crikey. However, hopefully, because it's now forty-two minutes past five, hopefully we've made us we make sign-ins and they can all start, and it's fine. Hopefully the team I just said does not start on Saturday, because if it does, we're not getting a result.
0: Oh dear. I'm, again I'm just looking at my phone and I'm left so uninspired, nothing's happening.
1: Six hours. Six hours. <laughs>
0: let's hope some calls are made um, yep. right before we go let's move on to the quiz finally yes. just wasted enough time talking about the long week again folks it's my turn. I apologise it's fine it's We're fine though three games to talk about a quiz a new signing 90 minute episode potentially something big around the corner for the Centenary episode who uh. knows we'll keep that tight lipped <laughs> um, but check Twitter uh, quiz time right Let's go. Right. You know the script. Five questions. Uh, like I say, true or false in there? Multiple choice in there? Who am I in there? First question, Daniel MacIver is Celtic scored two hat-tricks in their 9-0 mauling of Dundee United at Tannadice. but who scored the last hat-trick for Hearts in a Scottish Premiership match?
1: This isn't right, but I can't think of anybody else who it would be so I'm going to go Stephen Naismith
0: is correct in a 4-1 was it against St Mirren over St Mirren it was and I asked this because I had a look at Hart's stats make sure you follow them on Twitter by the way fantastic account account. Um, they tweeted out after the St Johnston game saying that we had 27 shots at goal against St Johnston the most we've had in a league game in almost 4 years and it was that very day of the Nasey hat trick other goals scored by Ollie Lee where we had 30 so there you
1: one go. of them was a header. I remember that because it was used as the indent for the Ladbrokes Premiership for ages after. Ten
0: a, a header, and the others when Pete plays them through and it hits off the post and yes,
1: yes it is. And what one think, for one.
0: What a time to be alive. Good start. Yes. Okay. Hearts drew Istanbul Bursa here in their Europa Conference League group. But true or false? Heart and Midlothian have never played Turkish opposition in a UEFA club competition. False. It's true we have never played a Turkish. I opposite.
1: thought we would have played like Besiktas or something. Uh,
0: glad I got in there. Get in there, right? <laughs> Third question. That's good. Hearts drew Fiorentina in their Europa Conference League group. But which two Italian clubs have Hearts previously played in continental competition? Was it A? Bologna and AC Milan was it B Bologna and Inter Milan was it C AC Milan and Inter Milan or was it D Bologna and Parma
1: well you've knackered me here because my brain was like we've never played Bologna and now Bologna are three of them I feel like we've played Inter but maybe I'm just saying that because of the kit (laughs) Have we played Bologna? I have no recollection of ever hearing about us playing AC. So I'm going to go Bologna and Inter.
0: It's the correct answer. Very well yes. done, sir. Good. Effort. Come on. Uh, I've get just realised for one of the questions I need to go back on Wikipedia.
1: Shocking. This isn't me- right. You me- wouldn't get this with me. But I'd be ready.
0: I have got the question here. and it is Hearts legend Ryan McGowan lined up against the Jambo's for St Johnston last Sunday having now played for the Tayside trio however I would like you Daniel McIver to name three of Ryan McGowan's ex-clubs that aren't in Scotland
1: I genuinely don't know if I could get one (laughs) Bradford
0: is one right (laughs) so it's a good start
1: yeah, I, I do. I don't. know how to say a lot of them. Q eight. I'll give you. Two. Give me it. Come on. I'll give you. Two. <laughs> um. Oh, it's not Al Jazeera. He didn't play for them. Um. It's Al someday, I think. Though. Um,
0: he did play for an Al someday. I
1: do I only know Al Jazeera. It's not them try and get other oh, he's only played for one Aussie club I think who was the Chinese club that we sell them me oh I couldn't guess it like I have no I don't even have words in my head I'm gonna go Al Jazeera I don't think it is but I'll go Al Jazeera no it's
0: Al Sharjah no. is who he oh. played for never heard of them uh, no. the Chinese club in question we we sold them to Shandong Luneng he then moved to Dundee right. United he then went back to China for Henan Jianye. Uh, Guizhou, Cheng, Al Sharjah, Bradford, Sydney FC, you could have got, Q8 and Sir Johnston, uh, obviously, spending time alone at Dundee as well.
1: I should have got that, Xicheng, uh, because that's where, uh, Shinji Kagawa, came through. Oh. I yeah. should have got that.
0: And, finally, oh, here sorry. we go. <laughs> yes, yeah, the best bet. But who right. am I? Okay. So, in fact, again, because I know that you might ask questions, I'm going to go on to this man's Wikipedia, I'll fire that up. But I will start by saying, I joined Hearts after the Jambos scouted me as a teenage talent playing in my homeland. I made my international debut at 19 and was considered part of my nation's golden generation. I captained the Men in Maroon on a few occasions before moving to the English Premier League, where I made just seven appearances for the side I signed for in an 18 month stay. Spells in Portugal, Denmark, and England, once again, with Fleetwood Town, followed, with my only honour being a Danish Cup. Who am I?
1: I have no <laughs> idea. I don't have a time frame. I don't have a name. The golden generation thing has completely thrown me. This according to Wikipedia, so it could be total nonsense. And (laughs) and the captain thing?
0: (laughs) Only on a couple of of occasions. I know, but... Do you want me to tell you how many times he played for hearts? Yeah. According to Wikipedia, he played for hearts 134 times.
1: And Wikipedia's always way less, so it's way more than that. Scoring eight goals. See, this is why you should use transfer mark. That's, yeah. That's
0: uh, well, in fairness, in the in the uh, in the paragraph where it talks about this man at Hearts, it says 153 appearances in all cops, nine goals.
1: Right. Okay. Nine goals. So he clearly was not a forward. However, considering some of our forwards, that could be. Um, <laughs> that's quite prolific. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to guess he's a midfielder. We've not had many Belgians. Because I'm thinking of the golden generation thing. And that's the most recent golden generation I can think of. Poland's had a decent team in the last 15 years, but we've not had many Polish people that would then go on to captain us.
0: It's it's quite an obscure nation.
1: Right. So a golden generation just means they've got five good folk or something. <laughs> And he captained us and then we sold him to, we sold him to premier league mm-hmm. team right well it's no him then who <laughs> you have in your head i had gomis in my head but it's no it's no him they so definitely didn't sell him to premier league it's clearly when we were we we were clearly we eh.
0: some of the players that he played with or played alongside in this golden generation not bad.
1: Decent. Oh, what nation is it then? Eh. Name the clubs he's played for.
0: I can't even pronounce half of them. Right, great. Right. right, let's see. So, he obviously was from the homeland. That'll give it away if I say that. <laughs> but then he signed for Hearts.
1: No, wait, I gave you all the French teams for Jean-Louis Valois, right, okay, and okay. everybody got it for okay, that. Okay,
0: well, then in that case, uh, Fiaro a big go oh I have got it immediately you're right you gave it away hearts wolves charlton Belenensis, fc vetcheland fleetwood saunderski and femle kafelag <laughs> hafnaf
1: Jesus <laughs> alright we saw them in wolves yeah the my only clue. player I know that we sold to Wolves is Berra and it's no Christoph Berra because Berra didn't he play for Fleetwoods well, he
0: certainly has they won a Danish cup I don't think aye
1: ah, exactly there's only one name I can think of and it doesn't make sense because he was more prolific than that and he was a forward the only name this isn't my guess the only name that's in my head is Eggy Jonsson but he was way more he scored more than 9 and I don't think Eggie Jonsson ever captained us uh, right, we need to. We've been on here for nine hours. I need to think of a name soon. Uh, I, you said that was give it away. What was the name of the first club? Because I didn't even. Re- I can't even think of a nation that would be with
0: Fiaro Biggio.
1: I can't like, for me, that doesn't even give it away. I can't think of where that would be.
0: <laughs> Mary's Steve is a fifteen-year-old for Fiaroa Biggio.
1: And we saw the Wolves thing has thrown me completely. I only know that we saw better. It's... I don't know why, but Chesney's come into my head. It definitely wasn't Chesney. Fleetwood! What do you mean he's played for Fleetwood? And he's playing as he Wolves.
0: Fleetwood like, Town from 2015
1: to 2017. Nah. no nah idea absolutely no clue so I'm just going to say Eggy Johnson even though I know it's wrong you fucker how the hell have you done that? well it's not Eggy Jonson it's <laughs> so Eggy Johnson. <laughs> is it actually <laughs> Eggy Johnson? we sold Eggie Johnson to Wolves do you not remember that? no Eggy Johnson only scored nine that. goals
0: yeah apparently so
1: no way I don't believe he's that he's
0: still playing at 34 for that Well, oh no, I say that. His last club was that Fimli Kafelag Hafnaf
1: He was part of an Icelandic golden generation.
0: Let let me read the the paragraph. He made his international debut at the age of 19 and is considered to be a part of Iceland's golden generation along with the likes of Gylfi Sigurdsson and Solbein Sigforsson.
1: Wow. There you go. He did only score nine. He played 108 games for us. Played nine. It, got to think about it. He played, he played everywhere. True, he did. You should have said he went viral last year on Twitter because of how attractive he looked in his club's photo. What oh, did he? Oh, did yeah. Because it's that. his Twitter photo for Fleetwood. It's his Fleetwood photo. <laughs> I didn't realise that. Oh, there you go. I ca- so I am now. I've got two. You're the it's jammiest bastard nil.
0: when it comes to these who am I. So I'm going to hate Like, why? Why did I throw that out there? I should have kissed
1: It is 2-0. 2-0. To me. i have had a shocker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just know that something's going to be glaringly obvious next week. And I'm still going to find a way to fuck it I up. know who I'm
1: picking next week. So it's going to be interesting. Great.
0: For the 100th episode. And that'll be yeah. Brilliant.
1: Well we'll get to that next week but thank you for listening to this bumper episode 99 there's been a lot to talk about and hopefully next week for our 100th episode we'll have several new signings to speak about no nope. it doesn't look like it so far with six hours left but we'll get to that next week if you have enjoyed this please do share it about if you've enjoyed it on our podcast platform please leave us a review on that podcast platform it massively helps if you've been watching us on youtube Please leave a like, comment, and subscribe. That also really, really helps. You can get us on all the socials at Perth to Paisley. We're also perth to Paisley at gmail.com if you want to fire us over an email. Adam, where can they get you on all the socials?
0: Uh, they can get me on all the socials at Adam T. Kendall. And, of course, you're going to want to keep an eye on Perth to Paisley's socials, bit of a tongue twister there, uh, to find out who is involved in our centenary episode. Or who hopefully. were hoping to get involved Hopefully, our of hopefully.
1: But yes We'll hopefully be joined by a special guest Next week To discuss sign-ins Livy, preview The big first European game As well But until then, we'll see you next time Bye bye Come on the hearts!